0: Welcome everyone to the Real Education Podcast with your host, Anthony Childs. Now, I wanted to give everyone a quick update in this episode and kind of let you know what we've been working on over the last few months. So we haven't been here since the first week in August, and since that time, uh, we've come out with a toolkit called Building Relationships in the Digital Age, Eight Strategies and Steps. And so, you know, because we have a lot of things going on right now in the world that are polarizing people and a lot of people aren't are able right now to get along, and some folks have, are lonely. Um, you know, we have a lot of things that are just, just providing a lot of emotional turmoil. And so I just wanted to kind of give uh, just some eight stra- eight practical strategy steps we can use to help build those relationships. So this episode, we'll kind of give an overview of that, and then we'll also talk about some of the things towards the latter end, uh, what's coming up in the next couple of episodes. So come with me as we explore this topic. So when we think about building relationships, what do we think about? Well, I'll come back to the foundation, and that is contact. Three things, physical contact, eye contact, and verbal contact. Now, when you think about this and go a little bit deeper in it, it's the core of the foundation of how we build relationships. So think, for instance, uh, I'll take for example when my daughter was born, Amelia, and um, as soon as she was born, the doctor put her arm, my wife's chest, and that physical bond that she has with my wife uh, is, is I mean, you can't explain that, right? You just really can't. And so they needed that physical bond. She needed that physical bond, my daughter, to feel secure, safe, and there's a lot of biological things that happen as well in order to kind of increase that relationship. And the next one is eye contact. You know, when you look at a brand new baby born, excuse me, a brand new uh, newborn baby, And you look in their eyes, you know, you could just really see a piece of heaven. And, you know, when you look into people's eyes, you know, people say that you can see whether or not they're telling the truth. And this is the truth. This really is the truth. And I do believe that. I mean, you have verbal contact. And, you know, verbal contact is so important. So, you know, especially with, uh, you know, me being an educator, I want my daughter to have a really good vocabulary. So, is important for us especially when she was born that we didn't do the the google gaga which we know by research it's not really it doesn't support brain development so we speak uh, full sentences you know and we read to our our child so that she can get that exposure of those words and those, those sentences and in context and things expressive language can be built over time um, and, and the reason why i put specifically building relationship in the digital age because we talk a lot about technology and it's ups and downs in this relationships toolkit, and so you know I, I presented this uh, at a uh, a, f- a few times, and I always ask people, you know, does technology um, does it enhance or decrease physical eye and verbal contact? And a lot of times I'll get the the answer of decrease, um, because look at you. Have you seen people? Have you seen people? I don't know before the pandemic, but uh, you know even go to the movie theaters, and you'll see a group of uh, young people. And what are they doing, they're all sitting around together and they're all communicating with each other. But nobody's looking at each other. Nobody's touching each other, which I know we can't do that now because of physical distancing. But uh, nobody's really even verbally speaking. It's all done through through the through the through the phone. So you think about that and you think about what we are turning into if we're not bringing awareness back to how do we really grow relationships? How do we sustain them and how do we develop them? Uh, we have to make sure that we 're not using technology um, as our sole communication um, source, and so you know this this new generation generation Z, I believe it is um, they 've grown up to in a in an era where they don 't know anything but technology and so it 's important that we bring that back to the solid foundation of what we need to do in order to make meaning of better relationships so in the next quick section i 'm going to go over uh, just those eight. Strategies. Uh, not going to go in detail, but just going over those eight strategies and what we can do to build relationships in the digital age and help us on our way. Now, when you think about building relationships, and I know it's hard sometimes to visualize, because um, this does come with visualizations. Um, but I, I, I love acronyms, and sometimes acronyms can help you to easily understand or remember. Some of the things that we're talking about today, but it's all about relation, right? So relation is built out of relationship. And so the first strategy is to gather the facts from all sides. And that's using reality. I'll just kind of go over them real quick. Uh, The E is empathy. And that's seeking first to understand. Um, The L is lifelong learning. And that's learn from life every day. Now, where have we heard that? That's in the real education. The A is action, and that's be active physically and mentally. The T is timing, and that's spend time on what really matters. I is for influence or to become a positive impression. The O is for organization, and that's collaborating with others. And finally, the N is networking, and that's serving or serve. So we're going to talk about that again, just a quick overview uh, but then all of those spell relation, and it creates relationships when we put all of that together and so we think about reality, empathy, lifelong learning, action, timing, influence, organization, and networking it can actually flow together and flow in that particular order because you have to be able to have some type of sequence when you're thinking about building relationships and Again, some people may be very uh, well versed in some of these uh, strategies. And that's good, and so you can kind of pick and choose where you at least want to be able to be at and grow. And I decided to put steps on them because these steps are really easy. So you know, again, how many times have we gone to a conference or you've uh, listened to any I mean a podcast or anything, um, and at the end it, you don't leave with practical steps that you can have to go and apply what you've learned. Um, so one of the things, the reason why I even built uh, or, or created the real Education podcast is to give people practical steps that you can use uh, after you leave here with any of the podcasts that we talk about. Um, so we don't want to leave. We just leave you with a bunch of theory uh, because I don't think that really helps anybody. And you know, it's good to research. I'm, I'm a research buff, uh, but you know you definitely need to be able to convert that into practical steps that'll help you to overcome whatever or improve whatever whatever area that you want to um, improve on. So. Again, we're just thinking about building relationships in the digital age. And again, it's just so important to look at that. Um, And so let's just break those down uh, just really quickly. Again, I just want to kind of talk you through some of these things. And then after that, we'll go into a lot more detail. I think I may just take a a series of episodes and break each strategy down and really dig into each one of them and have a complex view of, uh, excuse me, a a practical yet uh, overview of And a deep dive into each one of them because even though we have the steps there are a lot more components that i know that people might want to add or take away from um, in these particular steps but uh it's it's good stuff so let's first uh go to these strategies here after this quick break all right so let's look at strategy number one which is to gather facts from all sides and this is looking at reality so, you know, this is a great example. Uh, you see right now um, with the election and with a lot of things that are going on, um, even when we have a student that's in classroom or universally virtually, that's what we call checked out. And we only have one side of information that leads us to have a certain reaction or behavior. And it's always important. Step number one is to always gather facts from all sides. So this is important for us to be able to do that because we get a holistic view of what's truly going on. So we won't just dismiss that child that's checked out, that's sleeping in class, is just they don't wanna do anything with their education, right? So the step is just to ask more questions, to use a variety of sources, and then to go with your gut instinct. Really important to be able to do that. I and mean, again, we're gonna, we'll deep dive into that even more as we get into it, but isn't that true? We gotta ask more questions, right? Use a variety of sources and go with a gut instinct we do those things, we'll get a holistic view of what's going on and then we'll be able to have a more, uh, a better answer or a better understanding of what's going on. Let's talk about understanding. That's strategy number two, which is to seek first to understand so empathy. So after you gather those, uh, ask those questions or gather facts from all sides, we're going to then seek to understand that, um, that the material that we gather. So how do we do that? This is about building empathy. And we do that by listening intently and opening up. We challenge our prejudices and discover those commonalities and then experience the life of others. Now, you know, empathy is so important, especially in the climate that we're in now. But it's always been right. Even since we were born, we we grew up as children. We always need to have that empathy lens because understanding somebody else is the key to managing our own emotions. So SEL is really big uh, right now. And it's, it's just growing in the understanding of how it's needed especially for our young people and for older people as well. Our adults needed as well to be able to manage our emotions, bringing that awareness to ourselves and then going from there. So again, listen intently and opening up, challenging our prejudices to discover those commonalities and then finally experiencing the life of others. Once we do that, we'll get to be able to have empathy. Now, the third strategy is to learn from life every day, lifelong learning. So, you know, I can spend all day talking about this, and again, we'll, we'll devote, um, each, I think we'll devote an episode to each one of them. But the steps to this are experience new things each month. And just a quick way, the reason why we do that is because we're, we, we'll provide more relevance, not only to ourselves, but our students or just anybody else that we come in contact with that's new. If we're trying new things each month, we're experiencing things new mo- each, each month or every time that you can, then it's going to give you a more worldview Uh, of what's going on reflect at the end of each day step two so important sometimes we're so busy we don't have time to reflect but reflection can help you to learn what did i what went well today what didn't go well and what do i need to prove on for the next time the third one is to put what we learned to use so now that's important you know how many of us started new year's resolutions and then we just kind of you know this is october so we didn't do so hot with that, right? So we have to make sure we put in what we what we learn to use in order to be successful. That's how you learn from life every single day. And then strategy number four is all about action, right? So this again, this is part of the real acronym, uh, but it says be active mentally and physically. And step one is to move at least thirty minutes a day. You know, we we have to move, right? I know we are we have a sedentary type of culture uh, where we do a lot of sitting every day, and we know that. The, continue to build health and wellness, we have to move the brain wants us to move and when we move and we continue to move at least 30 minutes a day it builds uh, it builds so much uh, confidence within ourselves we get a little bit more healthier and we provide our body that much needed uh, release um, that often comes with sitting for a long periods of time and, and you know just getting things going on in our minds. The second thing is to participate in critical thinking activities this is just to keep our brain sharp right? So whether that is, you know, I know there's a lot of apps, this is technology, it's a digital age where you can get, uh, I think, luminosity or uh, there's a couple of apps out there that can help you keep your brain sharp. And so much brain research out there now about uh, how it's able, if people participate, especially the seniors, participate in those critical thinking activities. uh, They're actually able to regenerate some of these neurons or these neural connections that they need in order to keep their brain sharp. And then the last step is to take daily brain breaks. So, you know, we need them, too. And especially, I know, um, just being in the schools, you hear a lot of teachers just all over the country. uh, They're um, they're very anxious because of so many things that uh, we're having to do. And so we have to make sure we take daily brain breaks. Really, really important. So that's definitely good about taking action. All right, step five is just to spend time on what really matters. So this is timing. So step one is know how you spend your time each day. So this is important. You know, especially if you have a lot going on, I know sometimes people have calendars, but knowing how you spend your time, you know, keeping it organized is so important because sometimes like, well, I don't have time to do that. And that may be true, but let's prioritize what we're doing in order to make sure that we're really uh, engaging in true organization and those things that we're we're working on so that we can make time for the things that are are really important to us. The second one is to set daily priorities. And, you know, just to quickly talk about this, you know, I know a lot of people do to-do lists and I do as well. Um, But there's actually a way you should do it. You should really prioritize what's highly urgent, what's an urgent and then important and then not urgent and then not important. And even when we're making our to-do list, we don't organize it. We don't organize it that way. We just kind of put them down and then, you know, the urgent stuff might be like list number seven. And we only get to list number five. So it's like, oh, my, I couldn't I didn't get to what I need to get done today. But if we reorganize, it'll actually help us out. And then the third one is just avoid multitasking. Uh, Because technically, research shows that only maybe one to two percent of the world's population can actually multitask. And everyone else is just smoking mirrors because we we're we're acting like we're doing, but we're actually splitting our attention. And it's actually making us more uh, unfocused and not able to concentrate. So just to help you with that. Strategy number six is to become a positive impression, and this is important, especially in the technology, social media world that we live in now. The first one is just to be authentic around everyone, right? So I know we can go online and we can filter ourselves and make everyone uh, look. We can look, you know, just perfect, picture perfect person, but we have to make sure that we're authentic, especially online. And so sometimes, again, we 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 cast that we're having this great uh, kind of aura around us, um, but um, it's so much needed today that we take the time to become, a, uh, excuse me, to be authentic around everyone because you know what? Uh, everyone else is taken. So be yourself. The second step is to increase trust with those around you. And again, this is going to be a really good one um, because I, I highly encourage everyone to read The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey, a great book that outlines how to be able to build trust with yourself, with those around you and your family, your community and your organization. Great book. And the step three is to treat others as you want to be treated. Now, this goes back with empathy, right? But it's, it really is the truth. And, you know, it's what I call the golden rule. And it's just about in every uh, culture this today, every ethnic, uh, you know, kind of uh, different background. You hear that golden rule in some sort of fashion where you want to be treated as, uh, treat others, again, as you want to be treated. And then number seven is to collaborate with others. And this is all about organization. So, um, you know, a lot of people now have technology is one of the best benefits of technology is that we can organize. We can become, you know, groups of people uh, that may not even know each other. But because we have that common goal or that common thread of, you know, organization, Uh, let's say, for instance, if you like to basket weave. I know that's kind of random (laughs) basket weaving. Uh, Let's say, for instance, uh, if you like to travel, right? And you get, you can get on Facebook. You can get on any other type of uh, website that has everybody that likes to travel. So you organize and you have a group of people that you can bounce ideas off about where to go and those kind of things. It would be really important to do that. Um, so especially even entrepreneurs. If you're an entrepreneur, um, you can organize with people of like-mindedness to be able to do that. So what are some steps with that? Well, you can form a community of like-minded individuals. That's kind of what I just talked about. You build unity within the group because sometimes people have their own way of doing things. So you have to do that. And then you want to open and keep communication flowing. So I, I, I go down with this, especially when you talk to we uh, are talking about teachers. Uh, this is why we have PLCs, right? we organize as second grade teachers, as the science department. And that collaboration is important for us to be able to, uh, again, to share. Well, I'll get to that. in step, step eight. Um, but we can share ideas with one another. Right. And it, it helps us to. If, you've been on, if you ever had somebody that said, well, you know, man, I, I, just, I just feel like I'm all by myself. And you talk to somebody else that's having the same issue, I'm like, wow, I thought, wow, I'm so glad I talked to you today because I thought I was all by myself. But, you know, you're having the same issue or you're having the same thing that you're trying to grow, grow, grow into. And this is so important. All right. So make sure we collaborate with others. It's important, especially nowadays. Uh, we don't want to try and reinvent the wheel. It's, a lot of stuff is already done for us. We just have to collaborate in order to make meaning of what we're doing. And the last one is networking. And this is all about service. Um, and I, I, I leave this as the last one because it's so important. right? We have to be able to serve one another. Again, this is all about the empathy. This is undergird uh, with uh, developing relationships. We have to be willing to serve one another. And networking, you might say, well, how do you get, how do you get serving out of networking? Well, serving is all about, step one, sharing information that deals with others. Right. So you serve people information. You're serving your ideas and you're collaborating with them. If you're doing the the organization, it'll help. Number two, step two is to focus on the common vision. So you have to do that, especially I, I, I use the analogy of a disaster. And when you have a natural disaster, like an earthquake, there's so many different organizations that come together. Like a, the fire department, uh, the EMA, uh, you have the uh, the different civic organizations like the food banks and whatnot, uh, Red Cross, right? They all come together and they all have their own common bonds, just being in their own organizations, but they network together and they serve one another, right, by providing the different services that they have to collaborate with each other. So that sharing information is important, focusing on a common vision. Natural disaster, we're going to help people. That's the vision, and then. The third step is to give often, time, energy, and money. And the reason why that's the last step is important because some people are like, well, I don't have money to give uh, to this, this cause or that cause. But guess what? Everybody has 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. So if we're able to uh, give our time and give our energy, then it's just as valuable, if not more valuable than money. Okay? Not everybody can give money, but everybody has the time and the energy um, if we follow uh, what we really feel valuable, feel, feel value on, valued on, we can make that happen. So, again, that is uh, just the uh, building relationships. And you can go to uh, mvpspaces.com forward slash relationships and pick up that toolkit in more detail. And, again, we're going to spend some time deep diving into these strategies and these steps so that you can have a better understanding of each one of them. And then we'll go from there. So in the last uh, episode or episode segment, we're going to talk about what's coming in the future. So stay tuned. All right. So I want to thank everyone again for uh, just listening in. Again, I know it's been a few months, but uh, this has been a good time to just been able to talk to you a little bit overview of building relationships in the digital age, a strategies and steps. Um, so, you know, we're going to devote some time to, again, diving into these strategies and also have some other uh, guests that are going to be coming on to the Real Education podcast. And we're going to be talking to, to uh, a counselor. We're going to be talking to a director uh, that is working on parent support. Especially in the pandemic and dealing with parents going to work and having to help their children with, uh, you know, the work, uh, the virtual work. It's going to be really important, so it's going to be really good. So I appreciate your support. Uh, share this out, and again, um, if you want to know more about the work that I'm doing right now with building relationships, please go to mvpspaces.com/relationship. That's MVP. That's Mutual Visual Physical. OK, so that's what those, those, those uh, letters MVP spaces dot forward slash relationships. And we'll see you on the next episode very soon.